0: Every time the Steelers sign a player at any position, there's going to be discussion and debate as to how that impacts not only their roster, but also the coming NFL draft. I'm here to state today definitively that the signing of Kalen Balaj does neither of those things. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way every weekday morning, bright and early, if you're into hockey and or baseball. I've also got Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates. Art Rooney himself said that there would be changes to the Steelers. He cited rooms in his references. And yes, we do pick apart that annual session to that extreme but he uses the term room. So when he said there would obviously be changes to the quarterback room, there was, whoa, the quarterback room? That's it. Ben's out of here. Okay, well, no. The room is the home of the positional coach and the individual players, at least in normal times. All of that was virtual in the 2020 season. And the room in this discussion was the running back room. Kalen Bellage was added. He was a fourth-round pick of the Dolphins in the 2018 draft, and what he's done since then is not really make anybody's roster. He was on Miami's practice squad, then with the Jets, then with the Chargers, and he, he's, he's put up some numbers uh, when he's been active, so that there's something at least to to measure him off. Six hundred and twenty nine yards on two hundred and one carries. That's a three point one per. It's it's okay. It's whatever. Seven touchdowns in there, which isn't a bad thing. And he's done a good job of catching the ball out of the backfield. This is this is the one that maybe jumps out as a positive. Uh, Fifty two receptions on seventy two targets. He's also had two fumbles out of 253 career touches. The guy who should be worried here on the Steelers roster is Jalen Samuels. Uh, it's nice to have running backs who can catch out of the backfield. It's nicer still when they have the kind of frame that Balaj does at six foot two 231 pounds. That's nice. That's good for durability purposes. It's also good for, you know, maybe break a tackle or two, unlike, you know, everyone on the roster last year. (laughs) But this isn't the answer. Um, If you're not cutting it with the Jets, you're not cutting it anywhere, at least not in any significant way. Chances are he is what he is. What he is isn't bad. What he is, possibility, is again getting Jalen out of there. Uh, Jalen has worn out his welcome, at least from my perspective. Uh, I didn't see much impact from him at all. I know his teammates respect him, and I know it still sticks in a lot of heads. The the very, very bad things that he did to the Patriots defense a couple years ago in that one monster performance of his but that that's not, that's not something that's going to make a difference here. When I look at the running back room, and let's go back to the room, what I'm principally focused on here is the same thing you are, is who's the star, who's the one everybody's holding the door for, you know? That player isn't in the fold. This player isn't that player. That player in my mind, should be Travis Etienne or Najee Harris. If the Steelers got to push off uh, getting a slightly better player or even the teensy-weensy better player, or if there's a tie, it's got to go to the running back. I don't know that either of these two players, Harris or ATN, are uh, superstar caliber types. By most accounts, they are not. Uh, when you see a Saquon Barkley, you know it. Unless you're the Browns. Sorry, too easy. Not that the Browns didn't go get their own running backs after that, You get the idea. These these players aren't that, but then, drafting running backs is is a is a fickle thing. Uh, it's it's not an exact science. There's a reason that teams wait until the second round, even a third round, uh, to go after guys. There's a reason that the Steelers in a draft where everyone was sure that Eddie Lacy was the main guy they needed to get Eddie Lacy. Everything. Do whatever you got to do to get Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy ends up going to the Packers, and everyone's upset and angry. And all the Steelers did was settle for Le'Veon Bell in the second round. Compare those two careers. So there's, there's, I feel an urgency to get the running back in the first round. That's the way this, this has to play out. I, I, again, I, that doesn't mean they're going to do it that way. I'm not making a prediction. They're probably going to take a linebacker just to infuriate all of us. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they are going to do. I've heard this from them themselves. It's the number one thing that they stress. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, they keep that promise. They've been keeping promises in our region for their clients for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them at LGKG.com or by calling 888-842-5454. There are positional needs, and then there are positional needs. All capital letters. And this, to me, is a, is a need, and it's a need right now. It's a need that the Steelers created partially by having the NFL's worst running game in 2020, partially by allowing that offensive line to reach the point where they were out there looking like they didn't want to run block. That's a big, big worry for me that that even happened. People talk about cultural problems with the Steelers. and They talk about silly stuff. That That actually was an intangible that I felt was let go. But also, in a big way, partially, that Ben Roethlisberger is back. So you can't look at this and just say, well, uh, we're going to just take the player that is absolutely the most talented and that fits best for the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can't do it. You can't just say this is a draft that is so deep in offensive tackle that we are we just can't wait to get our hands on an offensive tackle when you already have two of those. And by the way, they're both pretty young in Chooks for and Zach Banner, and I say that in a positive way, meaning they can be part of the future. You can't do it. The need. The need. Not on the offense. On the football team. Is it running back? This player isn't it. It's that player really need. Draft. When we come back to one question? Welcome back. It's time for just one question, and today's comes our way from Adrian Weber who asks, What's the biggest change in the offensive scheme? you see coming with Matt Canada. The biggest change, Adrian, ideally will be that blocks come with motion and purpose and passion. If that doesn't sound like the OC's realm, hear me out. One of the things that happened that went so wrong With the running game last season, as I was just referencing in in the first segment, was the, the run blocking. The guys on the line either couldn't get out to pull or wouldn't push forward. And either one is a killer. It's a death blow to your offense. I know... Not all of us, and believe me, I include myself in this group, can watch offensive line play and say, oh, this is exactly what should have happened here, and this guy should have done that, and that guy should have done that. Most often, it's not even obvious what the individual lineman's assignment should have been, but we can guess, and we can watch body language, and we can watch want to, And when we don't see the pushback from a veteran, but then we do see it when Kevin Dotson comes in, then it really gets exposed. And that happened. The biggest impact that Matt Canada can have on the offense is finding a way to make sure that Ben is comfortable throwing deep downfield coming up with better route trees, getting the wide receivers to run those route trees better and to make better reads. That can't just be Deontay Johnson doing that sort of thing. It's got to be Juju. It's got to be James Washington. It's got to be all of them. So that's going to be the part that's the most visible. That's the part that will get Matt Canada the most praise. But remember that the owner of the franchise said that his priority, his number one priority, is to get that running game off the floor. And that's exactly where it was last season. That's going to involve not just whatever running back they draft, and have I mentioned yet that they really need to do that, but it's also going to involve who the offensive linemen are, and how Canada utilizes them. Yes, he does a lot of misdirections and a lot of sweeps and a lot of pre-snap motion, and that's the stuff that we saw from the offense that was his input in the first half until, for whatever reason, they really kind of started getting away from that. Canada takes a lot of pride in making sure that the defense just has no idea how they're about to get hit. Are we going to go right up the gut on you? Are we going to go to the side? Are we going to go through tackle? Uh, I'm not talking about the running game either. I'm talking about everything. And this was true when he was at Pitt. He took a a group. uh, I'm not one to make consistent comparisons between colleges and the pros. But he took a group that, being really honest here, wasn't all that talented that the Panthers had and had them just scoring at will, including against, you'll remember at the time, number one Clemson down in South Carolina. He knows what he's doing. He's creative. He's ambitious. He's all those things that the Steelers offensive coordinators haven't been for a very, very long time. But the thing that I want to see the most, to go to your question about the biggest change, the thing that I want to see the most that looks different from 2020 is active aggressive offensive line play he's got younger guys there and you can say that that's a disadvantage you can say all the old school type things about you know camaraderie and chemistry and going to war with each other and everything else but if you can't get out to hit your assignment on a pole uh, or even going downfield the way prime time Marquise used to be able to do, you're not going to make any of this happen. And on the contrary, if you do pull it off, my goodness, can you imagine? Can you imagine Ben Roethlisberger with a steady running game? And all those people having to respect it on the other side of the football? Can you imagine the impact that has, not just on your long passing game that I referenced, but also your short game? You know, now now the Steelers' short passing game will go back to being what it was in the first half of the 2020 season before the Ravens and Washington and everybody else figured it out because there will be an actual threat. There will be a dual threat. We can go over you with a deep ball, and we can run it right at you. We can get one yard. We can get 10 yards. We can get 40 yards. I'm not going to sit here and suggest that I'm excited about it. Not yet. (laughs) I need to see a running back, and I need to see this offensive line in action before I start getting too far with anything. But we do know that certain weapons are already in place, including the most important one. Thanks for the question, Adrian. I appreciate everybody listening to the show. We'll do another daily shot of Steelers. program empowers qualified students to work in full-time paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu slash works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org.